The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Hello and welcome to the Provoke Podcast. I'm Diana Marzalek. I am a senior reporter with Provoke Media. And my guest today is Mary Ellen Royal. Um, Mary Ellen is with Evoke Kine, our healthcare agency of the year in our North America Saber Awards. So congratulations on that, Mary Ellen. Um, and Mary Ellen is the global head of operations for Evoke Kine. Correct? So you oversee, right. you oversee stuff here in, in the U.S. and <laughs> in the U.K.? That would be correct. Thank you, Diana. Really nice to be here with you today. I'm so glad we did. And it's um, it's so topical between your um, recognition um, of the work you've been doing in, in terms of your agency of the year honor and healthcare. Um, healthcare is everywhere, right? I mean, we, there's not enough to say or is it about it. There's so much to say about it, rather. Um, it's been front and center for the last more than a year plus. I, I would agree. I mean, it, no better time for science and pharma um, being front and center. And for those of us in healthcare communications, it's been, you know, quite a whirlwind of a year, but um, it's really been quite beneficial for our practices and, and for our clients and really giving us an opportunity to step in and really support our clients um, in bringing, bringing innovation to the forefront. So, um, you know, trust in science <laughs> is what people are looking for and um, who better suited to, to help support these companies bringing innovation forward than um, the, the healthcare PR folks that have been out there doing it for, for, for a long time. Well, you said it helped the agencies as well as the clients. How did it help the agencies? Obviously you got busier, but was there sort of an elevation of what your clients were looking for or expecting or of the business in general? Um, or were you just kind of like you had the fire lit under you and you had to, had to do your best work? <laughs> well, I'd like to say that it was really an opportunity for both client and agency really to step into it. I mean, the importance of what we were doing, we, we always knew it was important, but all of a sudden it was so much more important with the pandemic and the, the importance of understanding science, understanding, um, you know, accurate information and things that might not be quite as accurate and really um, as a as a as a public health responsibility putting forward the credible spokespeople the credible science and letting letting consumers and healthcare professionals really sink it all in and and make good good decisions um you know i i think that's what's been so interesting um that people pay attention to science in the last year and you hear people talking about what vaccine they're going to get or, yes. or they're doing more research because there's so much information out there. That's one thing that I, I feel like with so much information out there, um, people really do need to go do their own due diligence. I mean, they need to be smarter about things they used to just maybe only rely on one doctor source of information, but now they're bombarded and they're really digging in and, 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 and learning. So the information needs to be there. Um, and, and we showed up, you know, companies and agencies showed up to really deliver, to deliver that in easy to understand um, ways and creative ways. Um, and that, that was, that was, I think, 
really important to get people educated fast. I mean, you mentioned people having to kind of go do their own due diligence, but are people doing that? I mean, there's so many factors here. We have misinformation, we have people spreading misinformation, we have vaxxers, we have anti-vaxxers, we have COVID stories, masks, everything. So science, you know, if, if science is concrete, yet all these things exist, I mean, are people finding what they want to find or is there a way to that they find the science? Um, are they doing their homework? I, I tend to think that people really were looking for information that, that could back um, the decisions that they were making. And you're right, people would lean towards, you know, they wanna talk and listen to people that, that they trust or people like them. So really putting those right people out there, I think, um, you know, was, was so important in, in all of this, but, um, but, but I do, I do, I, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I, think that, <laughs> I think that people are out there and, and they really do want to make educated decisions and, and, and understand, um, and take control of their healthcare. Yeah. Did healthcare or pharma companies, did their relationships with the public change as a result of the pandemic in any way? Because it became, like you said, we all know what, what vaccine we got now. Before that, I don't know what measles, mumps <laughs> I got or whatever. I mean, it, it kind mm -hmm. of brought the pharma companies into the consciousness of consumers in a way. I, I, I believe that it did. I, I believe they always were in some regards, but I, uh, oh, but we did see pharmaceutical companies come together against a common <laughs> enemy being the pandemic. And I think that it showed so well for the collaborative nature of getting um, solutions put forward faster. Um, I, I think that the consumer world, I think people saw that and I think they appreciated it. Um, so, so I do think it brought groups closer together and gave more familiarity of how does this all work? Like drugs don't just show up on the market. There's a lot that goes into this. And I, I think having a little bit of the curtain pulled back to see the process and the progress and how it all happens um, gave a greater appreciation from the public who, who maybe didn't really pay attention to that in the past. Right. I wonder if it is, you mentioned it, I was going to ask about a greater, um, whether it's respect or appreciation for what pharma companies actually do. Um, I, I, I mean, from my vantage point, um, as a consumer and as someone in, in healthcare um, communications, I 100% uh, think that there, there has to be a greater appreciation for what, <laughs> what goes into it. Yeah, because for a long time, whether, you know, whether you're medicine bills are too expensive, whatever it is, there was kind of a bad rap. But in this process, we saw them really rise to the occasion and see what they're doing. I mean, they produced this vaccine, right? And uh, yeah. amazing, amazing work, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Now in delivering science, did, did you see the your relationship with your clients change? Did you become more of a conduit for um, the science versus for a brand, if that makes sense? like? Um, did your role yeah. kind of change or your focus? For, for, for us, the types of business that the types of work that we do, not so much. I mean, we, we oftentimes worked in, you know, in R and D and, and, and 
the clinical programs leading into, um, you know, bringing a bringing a, a product to market. But what did change is really the greater awareness of the public health messages that were needed, um, the corporate leadership and visibility. Um, we've always done that kind of work, but we really did lean into that to make sure that um, you know, companies were out there and talking responsibly about all of the things that they're doing, not only to bring um, medicines to the market, but to make sure um, that they're paying attention to an equitable access and, and distribution and all of that. So I, I do think, um, I, I don't necessarily think that our work changed so, so much, but the emphasis on the public health aspects, of course, um, were what everybody cared about. And with that um, comes, when you're talking about public health, you're also talking about gaps in healthcare equity. Um, mm -hmm. How did you address, in, especially in the time of COVID, what were the challenges? They were, they were, they were, those inequities were further illuminated and yet you had to take steps to yeah. reach a lot of communities. So what were the challenges or what did, were brands able to well, do, companies able to do? And I would almost say it was an opportunity because they did come to the fore. Um, things have always been there, but I think it helped us illuminate the problem and start to address the solutions and really make sure that, um, you know, investments and um, actions were taken to really reach the people that needed to be reached um, with information and access. Um, so I, I, I really do think that it was an opportunity to, to really um, help companies come along and tell that story because they weren't always telling it, but it, but it became very important for um, people to know what they were doing in order to, to, to make their therapies uh, more accessible to all populations. And the stories were such webs though, right? People were scared to go for their um, preventative care or other things. I mean, you're talking about health systems and, and the communities and pharma companies. It was very tangled web, I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 there's still a ton of work to do. I mean, we're all you know, it's a work in progress. But uh, it it was it was just a, a good critical point to kind of really start talking about some of that. Yeah, and did you start to see more opportunities? Um, like, did the media were there more more interest in science than there had been in the past? Mm -hmm. um, were there more opportunities actually to get the word out? Well, I think the media and the poor media, that's all they could report on. So, you know, we, we, you know, the one thing that we did notice, you know, there were trends in previous years of, and, and you probably know this better than, than us, but they were, you know, cutting back staff with, um, for scientific staff at publications across the country, whether at newspapers or Bloomberg or wherever, um, just for cost saving reasons. And there was a lot of, jack of all trade journalists out there, but I, I really do think that the importance of science and the focus on science for such a long period of time did renew the importance of having specialists, specialist journalists that, that can understand um, the scientific principles and be able to simplify them and, and get them delivered. So we, we really did um, see that as an opportunity for uh, the media to kind of really get back back into um, that scientific story storytelling. And I would imagine that's gonna last for, for some time now too. 
Which was my next question. <laughs> I mean, it's out there in the public now, so it's it's. I imagine a kind of new expectation of what we expect from reporting, um, or of information. Yeah, I know. I I would I would say for sure that it it's going to have to be a priority for us, um, you know, for the for the coming years, and um, we just need to keep delivering great innovations, not only in pandemics and vaccines, but all other other uh, chronic conditions and things that are, you know, plague us <laughs> and, 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 and make sure that, that that information gets out there and that, um, that we really pay attention to access and getting easy to understand information to the people that really need it, um, making sure we're going into communities that are most hard hit, making sure we have the right spokespeople to um, really engage with with those communities. It's it's just, you know, a lot of a lot of good work still yet to to be done. What works? Is it visual storytelling? Is it having like you mentioned the right spokespeople? Is it people embedded in the community? What did you find? What did you learn? You've you've been in this business, but this wasn't, you know, I hate to use the word unprecedented because everybody uses unprecedented, but this was <laughs> unprecedented. I mean, was there something that you learned that surprised you that, you know, was totally different than you would have expected in terms yeah, of- I, I, I don't know if it was surprising. I think we've, we've always known that like creative campaigns, creativity and variety. I mean, you have to you know, we, we all reflect there was the same, very similar, if not the same messages that we had to reiterate over and over about, you know, mask wearing and social distancing and, and rigor in, in clinical trials. So bringing that content um, forward in interesting ways, you know, creatively, video, infographics, audio, you know, you almost had, you know, we had to hit people in all different directions, um, on all different channels, uh, just so that, so that it, it, it would resonate with them. And, um, you know, what was interesting is that variety is what seemed to succeed, like that we, you know, that we're showing up at places where people might expect to receive information, but we were also showing up in places where people may not expect to see things in in one of our campaigns even for um the pandemic action network i know that there was some messages weaved into video games you know oh, you would really? never think that <laughs> that you would do that but you just had to be creative and you had to pivot to where you think you could deliver a simple message in an environment where you know people might not expect it but would be highly, highly efficient to hit well, somebody. I think that I, from what I've seen, that um, that sort of art of of finding, hitting people where you can was elevated in the pandemic because it was so everybody had to had had to get information, and there were so many underserved communities and different ages. I mean, every but there was no target audience because everybody was the target audience, right? So that's right. I, I imagine it elevated the creativity a bit of of healthcare communications. Yeah, and and I do think that the the other thing that I said that we believe PR communications teams are so well suited for it. We had a pivot; like things changed every every day, mm -hmm. and and the speed for which we had to shift 
or adjust messages or get new information out there. Um, I, as, as an industry, we're just very well suited to be able to do that. We're used to dealing in news. We're used to dealing with deadlines and turnaround. And we've really built teams, you know, speaking for Evoke Kind, we've got these beautiful integrated teams that have functional specialists. We've got creative people. We've got digital specialists, social media, earned media folks, all embedded in the one PR team, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you might've had three account executives, but now, you know, agencies are showing up with these um, beautifully blended teams with unique talents that were able to, to really um, get in there and do creative work, but also do it fast and efficient because we're built a little different than a, you know, a larger traditional advertising agency. I think we're just we're efficient. We're efficient bunch, <laughs> bunch of professionals. You got it done. <laughs> so where are you at now? Are you breathing a big sigh of relief? I mean, we, we've talked about the last year, but you're, you're still in the business. You're moving forward. So where yeah. are we now? And what is going to be the lasting effect of the last year? Uh, is there a sigh of relief? I think that we're all afraid to take that big breath of relief, but we, the light is at the end of the tunnel. I think that there are um, lots of opportunities out there for us to continue as a, as a discipline and, uh, you know, as a practice to, to continue, you know, what we do. Um, I think we have new challenges ahead of us, our hybrid and virtual work environment. I mean, we're, a lot of us will go back into um, in-person meetings and things, but I think as communicators, um, it's not going to go back to what we're used to. And we're still going to have to be very um, creative in how we are engaging our audiences because we will have to do it in person and we're going to have to do it virtually. And I think the hybrid world, I'm so looking forward to this hybrid world, but I think we're going to have to learn a lot about even working with our own teams and working with our client teams and delivering, um, you know, really delivering smart, creative communications. It's it's going to have to be thoughtful, <laughs> be yeah. thoughtful because people are going to be in, in in different environments, and and we really are going to have to uh, capture them um, at the right time. And if there's anywhere that there's no room for error. It's healthcare and healthcare communications, right? <laughs> you can't have that creative idea without the backing of whatever and, and put it out there. You're not selling a soda or whatever. I know, but that that's so ingrained in most of us that that that's yeah, that's the not a huge worry. We're 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 good at <laughs> validating and sourcing, uh, you know, what we're putting out there. So so that that will continue to certainly be very important. And have you moved back into this hybrid environment? Is your agency, are you, are we, you, you know what it's, 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 um, you know, we do lots of surveying and, and, um, have handled, um, this remote work very well. We had a wonderful year last year, such hardworking people. And, you know, our philosophy going into the fall is work where you work best. So for us, um, we are planning to have, a, you know, reopenings in the September timeframe, uh, but really keeping it open um, to where our employees are most comfortable working, where they think they can work best. And if that's all in, 
or all remote or a, a combination of both, that's where we're going to head. Um, and based on what we've heard so far, it, it's going to be a really nice combination of some in and some out. So, um, so we're really, we're really pleased about the receptivity of, um, how we're, how we're framing it out for, for the fall. So I, I, for one, can't wait to get in at least some of the time, you know, there's so many, I know, <laughs> I know we've getting old, but you will have a very happy staff if you're giving them the choice. So that's great. And we've had so many new, wonderful employees and we were kidding because some of them we've not walked by yet on the street or would have recognized them, right? Definitely know them over the, over the zoom, yeah. but we, um, can't wait to sit next to them. Excellent. Well, good luck with that um, and your tremendous work in the past year. So, uh, you know, kudos to you for getting that done and and uh, moving forward now. So appreciate That's you. That's great. Coming. Thanks. Thanks for your time. It was great to have the conversation with you. Yes, it was. Take care. You've been listening to the Provoke podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.